hell's wrong with you? I miss my wrestling. Use your wrestling. Yes, I. I need my wrestling. All right, man, calm down. It's all good. You know why? Because you were listening to your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at Ten Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions on Twitter at the Inzigiri. And catch your new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Oh, yeah. I'm D.B. Richards. Dave Keener. And we are the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. See you soon. Okay, we have for the 2300 Wrestling Extra, Chad uh, Mims, and we're going to talk about Val Pal. Hello, Chad. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Chad? Doing good. How are you? Doing great, my friend. How how are you doing with this whole COVID thing going on? Yeah, you know, uh, keeping busy with work, uh, just getting restarted with wrestling and stuff like that. And like, I noticed that the whole Valpal thing, and I'll tell you this, my brother's handicapped, and I love that you're doing it to help somebody else out to pay bills. And, it, and that's actually what I do for a living during the day. I'm a home health aide. So oh, wow, that's awesome. So right. that's where I was like the first thing I was like, oh, we have to donate. And to tell you the truth, I actually talk to the people that are in the offices of my job. And they're like, that's kind of cool that you're doing that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, we've known Val for uh, quite a few years now. Uh, the whole family uh, loves wrestling. And, uh, you know, they did uh, they did some fundraisers with another promoter where, uh, you know, there was some stuff that happened that, that didn't work well. Uh, the finances never uh, reached uh, the right places and stuff like that. And uh, that's where I came in after, you know, developing more of a relationship with uh, the mother, Kim, and Val and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we decided to pick up the show. And we're going to do things a little different where she has all access to the paypal and eventbrite and everything like that if i remember correctly the one show we were at where i think it was up in north jersey he would val was standing next to us when we were in the corner towards the end of uh, the yeah. night yeah i think he was yes. killer cross was there uh rhett was there oh uh, yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. Orlando, they were all there we were sitting there talking to them at the end of the night yeah, 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 I do remember that. Right. I didn't know if I uh, met him before, okay? Yeah. I, I remember him now, okay? Yeah, yeah, I remember. So this whole show coming up is, what? what's the date? So it's going to be October 3rd. It's going to be at the Willis Jones Memorial Park in Ocean Gate, New Jersey. Already front row is about 50% sold out. Uh, we're doing family four packs. Yeah, you can donate a seat where Val will still receive money and we'll bring in like a vet or a Boys and Girls Club member or a member of the ARC and stuff like that because I'm involved in all those uh, uh, community programs as well. Uh, we're going to do a 6 p.m. door, 6.30 bell time. And uh, the first person we have signed from AEW is uh, Brian Cage, which is uh, you know getting a huge reaction already. Oh we, know, we know Brian very well. Oh, awesome. Yeah, great guy, man. Yeah, personal friend of mine. Uh, was supposed to go out to his wedding a couple years ago. That didn't pan out because, you know, financial situations and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, super cool dude. Super happy to sign with AEW. And uh, blessed that he's actually uh, going to take a booking for me, too, you know, which is uh, he's not taking many. Yeah. I-, I find it funny that people think guys that are as big as Brian and everything else are mean and everything else. No, Brian's a big freaking teddy bear. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's Absolutely. so awesome. Yeah. Um, who did you get? You just announced your announced team. Who are your announced team? 
so uh, Scotty Soridi is going to be on commentary with David Adams mm-hmm. and uh, Shane Fair, who played a new character, uh, Ranger Shane for GoPro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Magic. I'm going to have him uh, do that character instead because, you know, I thought it was funny when I saw the uh, video. And also just I think it's going to be a more family friendly show. And I think that character is going to fit the vibe. So uh, going to give, give that a shot as well. Sounds pretty cool. Has anybody have you guys announced anybody else? Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, a bunch of our local guys, uh, Wrecking Ball is, uh, Wrecking Ball, not really local, Wrecking Ball, who's on NEW a lot of, a lot of times, uh, he's, uh, gonna come in through Titan, because we're doing this show with, uh, uh, you know, it's five promotions, Standalone, Pro Wrestling After Dark, uh, LTW, TCW, and Modern Vintage Wrestling, so, uh, we're all working together, we're gonna bring in different talents, uh, Jay Curcio is one of my guys, uh, you know, we're calling him the mouthpiece of Standalone Wrestling now, and, uh, you know, trying to build him up, hype him up as a great heel and uh he's doing a phenomenal job and uh we have uh let me see who else is signed the winner of the titan championship wrestling goddesses of war women's title match uh they're gonna be in action so uh we'll have to wait to september 26th to see who that, who that is and uh tag team uh my tag team champions the rep is gonna be in action and also uh sean donovan who is the uh, standalone wrestling heavyweight champion uh, yes. has already been announced as well that's that's a big name right there. I like Sean. Yeah. Yeah, so also, uh, for people who are listening and interested, we uh, have also sponsor a match, which uh, you guys are involved in, and we're going to plug that soon. We're going to start rolling that stuff out. Uh, Funkenstein Superstore did one. The Bob Culture Podcast was yes. the event sponsor already. And uh, if anybody wants to do that, man, it's uh, one match. Uh, you get to pick the match. It's $150. Uh, the, half the money is going to go to Val. The other half of the money is going to go to paying the talent, flights, and hotels where uh, in the old shows for Val. Uh, the other promoter didn't pay the talents and stuff like that where I'm trying to make sure uh, all the talents are paid. Uh, Val's getting some money, and I'm not, you know, I'm doing this at, you know, just my time and my expense. You know, this is this is about Val. This is about the talent. So, uh, you know, if, if both of those work for those for both parties, you know, we want to do this again. I was going to bring up Bob Culture. That's why I blanked out. I'm wearing their shirt right now, so. Oh, awesome. How did the hell did they get start, um jump in um, be prom- um, promoting it? Man, so uh, Rob Williams, I met years ago, and he was mostly doing music and stuff like that at the time. And me and him, just right away, we just hit it off really cool. And uh, he was just getting started in wrestling, coming to the shows and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I just threw him, uh, you know, a couple uh, smaller interviews. And, uh, you know, Rob is just like one of the, uh, uh, just so professional uh, when he talks to everybody. Totally respectful, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, has the right questions and tries not to repeat the same exact stuff that everybody, you know, a lot of the talent gets asked the same questions over and over and over again. Some of them don't even like doing podcasts for that type of reason. And, uh, you know, he, he tries to think out of the box and uh, does things a little differently and respectful. And, uh, you know, we started getting uh, interviews with, like, WWE, did Rusev, and he did uh, Dana yeah. Brooke when they were supposed to be on WWE. So uh, definitely building uh, good relationships. And uh, I think on a friendship level, we hit it off. And uh, support level, I told him from the beginning, you know, it goes both ways. You know, every time he would support me, I would support him back. You know, whether things were, things were slow or things were busy. You know, we just both make sure, made sure we covered each other, and yeah. that's just, just grown from there. Yeah, we just, I became good friends with him, and yeah, we, and I, I like Rob. Rob's a good guy, and oh, yeah. he, like 100%. he wrote some he wrote something on Facebook um that he's trying to get his um the N sixty four games back together because his ex got rid of him or something like that. 
And oh, wow. I, I, I asked him, I was like, oh, what you need? I got some games if you want them. And um, he goes, really? And I sent it to him. And he was, like, so happy to see them. And, and it was awesome. And that's, oh, great. Because the thing that got my attention was he said, I will do it for anybody else. And that's where I was like, I'm going to do it for you. And I'm going to help you. So I didn't want money. I didn't want anything. Just yeah. just for the shipping, that's cool. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And buy yeah. one of her wristbands. That'd be awesome. And he right. did that. Yeah. And yes, awesome. that's what that's one of the things that's special about him. You know, a lot of people say things, and then when, when it comes down to the time, uh, they really don't mean it. You know, no. uh, you know. I think that that's what developed our relationship real good is because anything either party said to each other, we always made sure. Uh, you know, it was consistent and it was honest and honorable. And you know, I think just the respect between the two of us has grown um, phenomenally. You know. See, like, what I liked about you because you pay your talent on time and you pay <laughs> your... And that got my opinion because I hear stuff from everybody. And, and uh-huh. Frankie said you're, like, one of the best um, promoters out there and you're there. So that's where I'm like, wow, this is a good person to stay around and listen to him. And, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm okay. I don't think I'm much better <laughs> than many others, but I'm definitely not the worst. You know, there's some very, very bad promoters out there, so uh-huh. I, I, I don't have an ego about it. And you know, I still try. I, you know, I still try and learn uh, from other promoters and listen and yeah, you know, just observe everything that's going on in the business. And you know, I think I was lucky coming into the business that I already had a business that I actually ran and you know produced and grew and grew and stuff like that. So transitioning into wrestling. I think uh, it's not easy for anybody, but I think I had a little bit of an advantage, you know, com- coming from from a business area. Because right. I remember asking you a question. Um, this is before um, Igons got canceled in April. I asked you, I was like, "What should I do?" You like pay the talent when you see them, and and like I learned from you for that. I asked you that question. I, I like to ask questions once in a while, so uh-huh. hoping to learn from everybody because I really want to do the whole icon thing bringing people yeah. in but right now i'm just going slowly and getting whatever whoever i can get for a certain amount of money and and then build that up and, uh-huh. and, and, as, you, and you develop as you develop a relationship with the fans and stuff like that you're gonna have a support base right there too because yeah. each time you bring in a new talent those same fans who saw you the last time are gonna want to know they're gonna be like hey uh, who are you bringing in this time who are you bringing in this time are you doing mail orders you know can i can i get this special item signed and you know so yeah. uh, just like any other business you know you're gonna de- develop those relationships and even with other vendors other vendors will come up to you and be like oh you have uh, so-and-so coming in I'll, i want to get 10 pieces off of you you know so yeah. So that's why I want to make friends with everybody when I do this too. And like, you know, people I might ask you one day, it's like, hey, do you know anybody that can sit at my table? And and that would help. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. But thank you, Chad, for coming on. Um, we're gonna put this this right on. Explain the charity is. Oh. Yeah, let me just uh, throw out one more plug, too. I have another yeah. show I'm involved in this weekend. It's called ICW Deathmatch Circus. It's in Millville, New Jersey, August 7th and 8th. And you can get tickets at thewrestlinguniverse.com. It's uh, it's going to be one of the best deathmatch weekends uh, ever. Yes, yeah, Friday and Saturday night, all weekend. No, no, like 45 minutes You can talk to me about that stuff as well. Hey, I got a question. Somebody's getting dunked, right? Yeah, uh, a clown wrestler, uh, Dotano Charles, uh, you might know him as the Dope Boy. Yes. Uh, you know, basically a backyarder. Uh, we're going to give everybody a shot to dunk out this guy, you know, throw a couple dollars in, and uh, we'll give you a couple balls and dunk the guy. You know, if you dunk him, <laughs> maybe we'll have a prize for you, too. Yeah. All right, so real quick, once again, explain what 
the Val's Pals charity is for us, please. Val's Pals is a fundraiser for Val Fazerano. Uh, he has cerebral palsy, and right now he doesn't have usage of his hands. And the other day he was just at the uh, Shriners Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and they're looking at that. And unfortunately, because of Val's age and his condition, he's not covered under any government insurance and stuff like that. So uh, his family is actually paying out of pocket uh, for a lot of his expenses. And uh, yeah. you know, that's why we're just doing a community-based, hey, let's uh, help this kid out. You know, it's uh, good for the community. It's good for Val. He's a great ambassador for wrestling and, you know, a positive person and, you know, always happy. And, I, you know, I post pictures of him. He wakes up in the morning and right away he's smiling. You know, when, when you meet him, he's just he's just super, super positive and he, he makes you feel happy. So this wow. is just us, us giving back. That is, that is crazy about the whole insurance thing. And, like, I think the government should be paying for people that can't. Given what I do, what you're talking about, there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of insurance and a lot of things that we have to go through in order for them just to get the right care that they need. Right. That's that's horrible. And I think that should be changed in this country because it's not every every life means something. And yeah. Yeah, so, I talk about that all the time. All, all the money that this country spends and, you know, the fact that we struggle for things like health care where in other countries, you know, say hey, you go to the doctors, it's covered and, you know, here we are, we stress and people are losing their homes and people are losing everything because, you know, they get sick. You know, just like just like COVID, people are people don't want to go to the hospital because hey, I'm, I don't have insurance, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have enough insurance, and I can't afford it. You know. Yeah, I got a bill going on right now that I was like, holy crap, I can buy a car. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> great. I, I totally understand. You like candy? I love candy. I like candy too. I love candy a lot. What about wrestling? How much do you like wrestling? I love wrestling. So, what if you can combine your love for candy and your love for wrestling? Oh my gosh, it's the sweetest thing in the world. So, at Candy of the Stars, they put them together. Together? Yes. They put wrestling and candy together. How? How? You gotta find out. Oh. Follow them at Candy to the Stars on Facebook to see all the candy creations. And you can also follow them at Twitter at K-A-R-I-M-E-N-A-S-H-E. Should we call them now? Hey, I got the number right here. Oh, what is it? You can call them at 718-687-8804. Oh, can you say that again? Once again, the number is 718-687-8804. They also specialize in chocolate lollipops. Ooh, let's get some. All right, I'm going. Let's go get in the car. Let's go. We're going to Disney World. All right. Guess what? What? We got wristbands. Is that wristbands? Wristbands. All right. Yeah, 10 wrestling, yellow and black all around. It's great. It's great to like have to because you can help us um, promote our podcast and everything that we're trying to do in the future. Sounds good. And we just got in 10 wrestling bead wristbands. Now, how much are these ones? These ones are six bucks and the rubber band ones are five bucks. So the ones that look like a rubber band are five bucks? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So if you want to help us get a mixer and all this stuff, please donate or please help us. We'll send you something cool like these wristbands and cool bead bands. You can hear them. Cool. So please help. Well, it'll be awesome. Thank you. And not just for me, but for Quinn too. He needs help as well. And in the future, we will have t-shirts. T-shirts? T-shirts. Anything else? Oh, we have plans of making t-shirts and t-shirts and t-shirts. And um, we got icons in the future. We'll get you an idea if you want to get autograph. We'll send them and ship them to you. And we got wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands. Hey, this is D.B. Richards alongside Dave Keener. Um, Dave Keener there. Who did we got on today? 
Well, right now we got somebody from MCW, Maryland Championship Wrestling, Ken Dixon. Oh, welcome, Ken. Welcome to the show, Ken. So uh, I like to do some backstory because you know how some wrestling fans just only know WWE and I want people to know who, who other wrestlers are out there. So what got you into the wrestling business? I tell you what, man, it starts out real boring like everybody else's tease dick story, right? I've been a fan all my life. Um, but see, things got different for me. Uh, in 2010, I was, on a, I was on a contract in Africa and I did some cool shit and I came back 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. And uh, I saw an ad on Facebook for Gilbert's Pro Wrestling Academy, and it's been an interesting adventure for us, you know, ever since. So that's, I mean, that's the intro in a nutshell. That is, that is really cool. That's pretty cool. Did Gilbert, was he in there with you when training? Oh, see, that's where the story gets interesting, right? Um, so this was right after the unfortunate uh, a young man died at Gilbert's, and I'd signed up. Apparently, they're done a, a rocky, a rocky point in the school, and they were doing a transition that I was unaware of. So Gilbert signed my contract, and I gave him money. And the next day, I show up for training, and Axel Rotten's in the ring, and I'm training with Axel. Gilbert's entire school had been stripped clean of all this, you know, whatever wrestling memorabilia he had in there. So it was just a bare building in a ring, and Axel Rotten, some sketch dude with tattoos. <laughs> okay, okay. That- yeah. So that answers that question. Yes, big time. I know who Axel you know, is. You know, not to, not to take away, uh, Axel Rotten, rest his soul, he caught me a lot. I was only with Axel for like a month before that school closed down. Um, I learned a lot from Axel. A Did lot of details that would work for me when the light bulb went off. Yeah. But, you know, he was, he was really good. You just had to catch him on good days. You know, everybody has their problems. You know, we all, yeah. you know most people know that he had his. Uh, yeah. But he was smart as fuck. And I didn't realize that until later in my career. And it's, you know, it's paid dividends just going back to that. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I remember um, Axel at um, the ECW Arena. Um, we were going to the um, the reunion show, the first one they did, and WWE did right. one. And um, he came out there with New Jack and Cronus all came up where we were standing because we had all the liquor, we had all the food and all that. And they just came over and chilled with us the whole time and just told stories. It was fun. Fun moment. That was a long time yeah. ago. Gosh. The hell of a show. I think I'm going to interrupt real quick and give a shout out. Happy birthday to Mike Keener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, mix with yes. that. And he's also been a really good uh, mentor and, you know, backstage guy to learn from. So yeah. he ends up listening to it. Happy birthday, Mike. If you can't learn in the locker room with Mike Keener, then you should probably burn your fucking boots. <laughs> right. Now, I, I texted my brother this morning. I'm like, happy birthday. He's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's great. So what was the best advice you got given in the wrestling business? I'm sorry, come back. What was the best advice you ever had in the wrestling business? All right, so I'll name drop after I share the piece of advice. Uh, Never pass up a good opportunity to shut the fuck up. That is from the Book of Mercury. Okay. Joey Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That, that, that's like mostly everybody's advice and I'm like yep I'm gonna shut up and listen As- so I think that's a problem that a lot, I you know I watch a lot of the guys have when I'm at the MCW school and the new classes come through is that every time they're given some kind of feedback or critique they're so fast to open their mouths with a yeah but man like if you just shut up and listen you know instead of worrying about what you're gonna say next yeah. you probably get a lot more done let's go let's go back in the beginning of your career what was your first match you ever had my first match was in Oil City, Pennsylvania, against some dude who called himself like uh, it was a like a rip of the greatest American hero. Okay. Uh, it was uh, the greatest American villain. Uh, 
by my friends John and uh, Adam Flash. And I come through, like, I'm getting ready to go through the curtain, and apparently the sound wasn't working. And they, like, they called me Cooter. <laughs> so here I come out, very first match, very first match on the card. I'm like a fucking house of fire with no music. Yeah! <laughs> Cricket. And a couple parts. But I won, so that's I won a good my first match. That's not a lot of... um people in the first match they win the first match so that's yeah. awesome that the promoter was looking at you and moving you right. on so go I from I getting the shit kicked out of me post match by Flash and his band of flunkies so I guess that was probably why you know you yeah. take the L to get the W oh yeah so go from first match what was your favorite match so far man that's a really good question because I've had a few for different reasons let's see some favorite matches uh, probably against my coach, uh, the Bruiser, in MCW Pro Wrestling. Because I like, finally, when I start to realize and listen and start really hearing like the fruits of my labor, that was another, that was one. Uh, one of my most recent matches was against, well, we before the world caught on fire, uh, AJ Frank, a guy who's down at NXT right now. Uh, he was pretty green when I had opportunity to wrestle with him in uh, West Virginia. And I'm going to go ahead and, you know, give myself a Barry Horror with high five on the back for holding his hand for about 15 minutes. So that was a, you know, I, you know, different favorites for different reasons. You know, I don't really think I have one that sticks out more than any others. So I always try to use my opportunities as best I can. Yeah. And I mean, they're having a lot of great matches too. I was just watching the four-way between uh, you, Brandon, Gangrel, and uh, Billy. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> Billy Guns, uh, he's something. <laughs> oh. we we did the uh, con we did the icons and billy gun's like right next to us so we had to run out and do something my son's just sitting there billy gun looks at him and goes what are you just taking up space son looks yeah. up and goes yep <laughs> right what are you what are you gonna do you're gonna mouth off the billy gun and let him kick your fucking ass like right <laughs> the guy's a machine uh, nice guy nice guy what nice, awesome, awesome guy he was great i've yeah. worked with billy a handful of times and it's been one of the like been some of the most fun and most educational experiences of my career that's awesome that's i love when people do that and like give back and help others yeah, you would figure that you went to wwe that you're going to be like a big a-hole or something like a billy yeah. god one of the most awesome guys i've ever talked to so when some of them are man but like yeah you know i i can't blame some of the guys for being the way they are because there's expectations you hold the business to a certain standard and you get on the on the indies and there are some indies that are just like the drizzling shits right and it's an embarrassment to what those guys did you know everybody that paved the way before them you know it's embarrassing that a guy like billy gunn shows up and he's blown away everybody in the locker room as far as like his physicality what kind of shape he's in and like it sucks you know what i mean when you walk yeah. into a locker room and everybody wrestles in a fucking t-shirt except for the guy that's on the poster I, so I, I just want to bring up one thing mm. like when i went to a um, house of hardcore and i noticed one of the guys that was in WWE. i'm not going to name names because i don't want to be rude and all but um i watched his matches and he slacked the whole match and i'm like I know you're talking about. yeah and like i was like why am i watching this match and he should be working harder than what he's doing because like he really he wasn't really like entertaining at the time when he was in wwe he was entertaining which match was it um what match was it yeah um i just i'll say I like how it's hardcore um it was mvp oh, was it? oh okay yeah, he, he felt like he didn't want to be there. And I felt like yeah. I didn't want to watch him. You know what I mean? Sure. So was he working? Like, how was he working that night? So, like, and that could have been, that could have been a factor. I, or, like, I don't remember who he was working with, but I just remember he was just didn't want to be there. Yeah, he snubbed us big time, too. Mm. But So 
you know, go from. Like, I mean, I'll tell you from experience. Like, if I'm trying to get heat, I'm gonna fucking shit on you. Like, I'm. I don't care about pissing out on a couple of bucks in a meet and greet. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. my my heat is more important to me. And like, if, if I'm gonna come out and say fuck you, I'm gonna say fuck you before the show as well. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't care about the, the 10, 20 bucks for the photo or the t-shirt or whatever. Uh, I will give you a lot of credit if you did that to me. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> I like to set up a table just to tell people to go fuck themselves. Oh my gosh, I would totally, totally like have you at my table. You can do that. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ten bucks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I will. Uh, one of the, the funniest things I was at a uh, Starcast last year in Baltimore and watching Max with his table set up, where he was just kind of ignoring people on his phone and saying like, "Hey, fuck face," or you know, "Fuck <laughs> off, fat boy." And he, you know, he was charging them a pretty, pretty good amount of money. Yeah. Just to bury him on the back end, and like uh, Nyla Rose was another. Um, I've met Nyla a few times, and then Nyla had a stamp with her her signature on it. So like she would just no sell everybody on her phone, and play on her phone, and just stamp her name wow. on the picture, and not even make eye contact with anybody. Oh my gosh, that and is it was great. probably uh, two of the greatest experiences I've seen in a live meet and greet setting. I stole both of those ideas, and I hope to employ them when the the world stops burning and this phony virus goes away. <laughs> Phony virus. I know. I heard that. <laughs> and that's why I was laughing over here. This is great. So, go from your favorite match. Do you have, like, a dream match? A dream match. You know, uh, I've been playing around in the Ring of Honor developmental system for a little while. And Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe is one. He's on the list. That's a good one. Jay Briscoe's on the list. You know, and I think then we go to the other end of the spectrum. And there's guys like Nick Gage. Yeah. Uh... And then I think I think we just go complete opposite of that. And I want a rubber mask with Sunny Kiss. Uh, I watched Joe beat up, you know, my buddy Joe beat, beat up Effie, and I, I don't really want to, you know, I don't really want to go there. It's too looks too easy. Um, I do think I want a rematch with Leo Rush. Okay. He's one of my yeah, day one. one. He's one of my day one guys. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of guys on the indies that I would love to have. I'd love, I would love to work with. Uh, not so much TV guys. Yeah. You know, in other places. Um, not so much. Maybe like Brian Pillman. He's, you know, I was a really big fan of his old man. Oh, so I am. Yeah, huge fan. Uh, I met him. He's really cool. He is. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. I, you know, I think I'd like to show him what a loose cannon really is. You know, a kick-ass guy. Oh my gosh, that's great. So, um, in the beginning of your career, like, um, you know how you tell your parents what do you want to do for a living, and how do they react to you? Um, with saying, you know, I think my parents. We're still reeling from. So, look, I, I worked for a government for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent 10 years contracting for the Department of Defense. Uh, so, it was nothing to be like, hey, guys, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the country. I'm going to here. I'm going here. Or I can't tell you where I'm going. I'll be home. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think that pro wrestling was a bigger shock to them than they're like, hey, I'm going to Iraq. I'll be, I'll be back when I'm back. Or I'm going to Somalia. I'll be back when I'm back. Yeah. Uh, you know, so my parents are both retired army. Uh, my dad, we got out of the army, master electrician, and it's just nature of the beast to travel. Yeah. You know, either with the army or when you're on a construction job, the job ends, you go somewhere else. That's just how it goes. Yeah. So they knew, I'm pretty sure that the travel bug was, was there. Yeah. Uh, so when I tell them, I'm like, hey guys, I'm joining the circus. I'm going to put my underwear on and kick some ass. They weren't shocked. 
but they always told me, and that's why I ended up becoming an electrician as well, that I do what I have to do so I can do what I want to do later. Right. Uh, so, you know, I get off work at like 3 o'clock. I go home, I shower up, and I go train because I can afford to do that after work. Yeah. So that when it comes time to get on the weekend, I'm not like any of these other starving idiots with their stupid rolling bag full of Hot Topic kick pads and leggings <laughs> and shit. Like, I know where I'm sleeping. I know how I'm going to eat. I don't have to hustle you out of 8 by 10s or stupid fucking games and they're in a mission to make my money. Like, yeah. I'm going to show up, I'm going to kick you in the head, I'm going to leave. It's called efficiency. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's great. I, you got me smiling because <laughs> I love the heel roll right there and I love oh, yeah. it. I, oh. mean, that's just, I mean, that's not a that's not a heel, that's not a baby face, that's just Ken Dixon. Um, yeah. I like to make money. Yeah. Some of these guys like to go around and slap hands and, and sing songs and tell everybody it's going to be okay. I'm not that guy. Okay. If you want somebody to rub Vaseline on your butthole, you should probably call mom. <laughs> But um, like, thank you. Um, but, but, welcome. I mean, I'll just go off on a, on a little bit here. Uh, uh, all the pussies on Twitter right now with all this cancel culture bullshit that if you don't end up on the right click or you're not part of the right friend group, you're going to get canceled for doing the exact same thing that one of their buddies did. They're going to cancel you on Twitter, which I still haven't figured out what it means exactly. Like, does getting canceled mean Thanos snaps his fingers and just go away? Or do people just stop talking about you and you just keep living your life like a normal human being? Like, I don't get it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do people stop buying your action figure? Like, I don't get it. Oh, wait. These guys don't have action figures. <laughs> Blame, dude. Yeah. Blame. I, I I see where you're coming from. It makes sense. But um when, that answers the pet peeve question. Yeah, that, that is a pet peeve. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, the pet peeve is the fucking soft-ass wrestling. The marks that hopped the rail and, and somehow invaded the locker room. Yeah. Since when did the opinion of a wrestling fan matter? Like, why do you? Why do people give them so much power now? Because they like your gift of your out-of-context, super-flippy, butt-fuck, donkey-fuck driver? <laughs> oh my gosh, Who cares, man? <laughs> but, 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 but we won't talk about that headlock that you botched with your nasty footwork earlier in the match. We won't talk about that. We'll just fast forward to your fucking arm drag, arm drag, double drop kick, hip toss, blocks of hip toss, flip over, duck line, oh, roll for the German, O'Connor, standoff. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it, the one show I went to? You invited me to? The, the dudes were doing like 25 freaking cannonballs. I'm like, no. Who cares? Nobody, nobody leaves that kind of show thinking, God damn, man, that 25 move deal at the end of the fucking match. Woo! <laughs> Nobody remembers any of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank oh. you for that laugh. Oh. But um, saying you were um, go to Iraq and also welcome home and all. Thank you. And thank you. Nah, nah. Different. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Um, when when you were training, all what was the hardest bump or move you learned? The hardest bump that I was taught was a foot bump. Almost essentially useless. It's just I think there are a lot of things that are taught just to like toughen people up and thicken your skin. There's a lot of pansies that show up for wrestling school, but you allow them because they're check cleared. <laughs> because they're check. Um, the flip bump to me was hard because uh, there was a lot to think about safety. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that like when I train now we don't do it because everything that we do requires a post. Um, and if you know if you're doing something that doesn't, then those are specialty things that are taught standalone on another time. Yeah. Uh, I think those are things that are missing now because you know you know you gotta give everybody a chance. Wrestling is for everybody, apparently, even the sick, lame, and lazy. Yeah. When when um getting into the business at all, did you have a geek out moment when you met someone? I was taught I was really taught early on to not be a mark, uh, or to leave it at home. Um. And, it, you know, it was also told to us that, you know, in some way, shape, or form, we're now colleagues. Yeah. So, 
plus I was also in my mid-20s and early 30s when I broke in. So, you know, I'd already kind of, you know, grown up and I'm not a 10-year-old little boy anymore. But uh, the first name I ever met was Jimmy Snuka. Same here. And he was awesome. He was really cool. Yes. I met him on, I had, it was probably my third or fourth match, and he was there. And uh, it was pretty cool, man. It was, it was really cool to meet him and just kind of hang out in the locker room. Like, guys like that are always on because the locker room is full of marks. So, yeah. you know, they're not going to let their guard down. Um, but I think probably one of the most impactful guys that I met early on was Matt Hardy. Okay. Um, Matt Hardy spent a lot of time with us at MCW, and his poise and control, uh, I really learned a lot. Even being a security figure, like so in my early days, I was like the chief security for somebody else. So I was always a ringside figure for like the first eight months of breaking in. Um, that way I could you know, get on shows and get in front of a crowd and get reps, but not quite. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt Hardy, just listening to him and following his lead and learning and to listen. I think that's what a lot of guys miss these days is they just assume that donkey flip fuck driver number 23 is going to get over <laughs> And everybody's just going to be on their feet, you know? Uh, and they're, what if they don't? What are you going to do? Do you break out right. donkey flip fuck driver number 24? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think these guys know either. But listening to Matt, I, you know, it allows you time. You do what you need to do and you do what you're taught. In a good wrestling school, you take the time and you think about what you're doing. And if you have enough control and you have enough wind and mental strength, you can get through it by listening. You give the crowd what they want. Like, we're not working for each other sometimes, but we're working for a crowd that paid hard-earned money, man. Yeah. Like, I gotta, like, it's my job to convince the dad that didn't want to bring his kid. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about phony-ass wrestling. Yeah. He brought his fucking, he brought his 10-year-old kid that does. So, like, I need to get to dad so that dad's a little more easy when kid wants to come back. So, Matt Hardy was one that I learned tremendously from, you know, prior to getting in the ring and working with guys hands on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so like when you're working out and stuff like that, and you listen to music, what's on your playlist? Like, what's your top five songs to work out to? Oh man! So, my buddy just sent me this this playlist on SoundCloud, and it's a mashup of it's called uh it's called like it's called First Blood, and all it is is eighties action themes and montage music. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. So like the Rocky it's Four montage. So it starts off with Bloodsport and you get the intro from Bloodsport. There's never been a Westerner that's won the black ninja tournament. Fuck yeah, hard on like six to midnight instantly, right? So then it starts going into all these different action themes and then you get to like Sylvester Stallone going into the uh the last Rocky dialogue with You're not a cheater, that ain't you looking for it. <laughs> yeah. It's on SoundCloud. I think the dude's name is it's called it's uh Okay, I'll find it. Uh blood runner, first blood. Uh mad season. Okay, I'll find it soon. Okay. I got it. So if you go back in time, would you start earlier? Or do you think everything went perfect for you? You know, I, I tend to think things happen the way they happen. because uh, had I not started when I started, I probably wouldn't have got the experiences in my life that I had gotten prior, and then I'd be one of these 20-year-old kids jerking off for an old man in a hotel room, you know, for customs. Oh my gosh, this is, the last time I had an interview that I could not stop laughing was um Amy Lee. That was funny. So, um, table five, if you can put four people at your table, you're the fifth person, who would they be? Table 
for five. Yes, table five. You can name four people that um, helped you in your career or you grew table up in. Five. Let's see, table five of exclusively people that helped me in my career, whether I like them or not. Yeah, sure. Luke Hawks. Uh, Luke Hawks is awesome. You can mention mine. Joey Mercury. Um, he was a coach of mine for a period of time, and he's fucking brilliant. Despite what anybody says about it personally, he's brilliant. Um, and let's see who else. Uh, Matt Hardy and Bruiser, mm. my coach at MCW Pro Wrestling, RJ Meyer. Okay. He's the baddest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. <laughs> okay. Um, did you ever? I'm a big fan of pranks and um, ribs. Have you done any pranks or ribs to other people friendly, not like hurting or? A lot of these guys are really too tender, um, so that would really hurt their feelings and invade their safe space. And unfortunately, I have to respect that. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, short of making fun of them mercilessly to their faces in the locker room, not a lot of ribs. I'm trying to remember anything. Damn. Yeah, these guys like to play video games after the show, so you know, it's not really a lot of time to catch these guys at the bar over in the car. I'm like, yes, I have to prank a couple of times in the car yeah. where guys will just, you know, start screaming randomly in the car and everybody wakes up like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> will that be the road story question? <laughs> oh, gosh. No. I mean, there's some good road stories. Nothing, you know, this is in the 80s and I wish I would have started wrestling in the 80s because, like I said, everybody just fucking sleeps in the car and plays yeah. video games like a fucking pussy nowadays. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think if you got a really good crew in the car, that's where a lot of bonding number one happens. That's also where you get to flesh out ideas, especially if you're riding in the car with guys you're going to be working with later in the evening. Because you got a, a six-hour car ride, and all you all you have is the road in front of you and an imagination that can just be endless. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave has a great road story. I like Here to tell goes. everybody. So, um. I like to tell this story because it's my rib to him. So he's like, oh, yeah. Like the first time doing an interview, I was like, I want to test it out on the podcast. And we're new. We're trying stuff out. What do you do? What do you do an interview? He goes, yeah, I'll do an interview. I'll tell you a road story. So he's like, Mike, me, and Gangrel were driving down the road. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. He goes, yeah, Gangrel fell asleep in the back of the seat. And I'm like, oh, anything else? No, nope, that's the end of the story. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, most of the time, you know, guys aren't probably going to share the good stuff with you just because that's for us. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot that the boys get to keep to themselves anymore. Um, so those are, you know, little, little, little stuff like that. Probably going to hold it a little closer. Oh, I just like telling people that story. And You're just they, like fucking ribbing on me, that's all. That's oh, a great story. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a great story. It's one of my favorite stories, you know what I mean? It's like, at least it's not They're that. waiting for the punchline and there isn't one. Yeah. I was like, it's he wasn't the rib on that one, but um, I was at the bar and um, I told um, I asked the bartender, does um, do you have anything that looks like beer? And um, and he goes, yeah, apple juice. I was like, can you fill a glass of that for our friend um, Rick Jackson? And um, can't get where it's going already. So when he comes back from smoking outside and takes a sip and he's like, something's wrong with my beer. And me and Dave were like, no, there's nothing wrong with your beer. We're eating, they just put it down for you, and that's it. It takes a sip again, and he's like, no, it doesn't taste like beer. It's, it tastes bad. And I'm like, what are you talking? It tastes like that. Dave picks it up, he drinks it, and he goes, dude, it's beer. What are you talking about? And then Rick drinks it one more time. He goes, nah, something's wrong. Bartender lady starts laughing because um she just saw what was going on. She wasn't in on it. Starts laughing, and he goes, what did you do? I was like, it's apple juice. He's like, that doesn't taste like apple juice. I was like... 
what the hell are you talking about? He asked the bartender for a shot, and the bartender gave me a shot. I'm like, dude, it's apple juice. So the rest of the night, because it was trivia, and I love trivia, and um, <laughs> and we changed his name to, like he likes to say Slater's is God, but we changed it to Apple Jacks because his last name is Jackson. So that's my little rib. And I love telling that story. It's, it's fun. So he's going to listen to it, and he's going to be upset with me. All right, so one of the last segments we have. So there's a show I like called One Word or something like that. So I've compiled a list of a bunch of people here that I know, you know, you worked with, or what have you. So I hope, I hope every single one says he says they're all pussies, and it'll be funny. <laughs> I doubt that. Um, but one word or like a little story about them. Like a word association. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. It, we call it okay. the Battle Royal. Yeah. So... so First one I have is Billy Gunn. Intensity. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah. Gangrel. Smooth. That guy's so laid back. Uh, yeah. I haven't been able to work with him in a singles capacity yet, but he's fucking cool as a cucumber. Uh, Red Titus. Man. I don't know, man. Red, Red's awesome, man. Uh, he is awesome. Yeah, there it is. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, like, he was so cool when I met him because we were trying to get him for icons of wrestling. And um, he's like, yo, I don't really go on Facebook like that. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. Call me and we'll talk. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. And really cool guy. And it was fun talking to him. so chill. But, like, I learned a lot from him, not expecting to, just casual conversation. But just listen, like, he's been there. He's been where, you know, he's been Ring Rana forever. Yeah. So so who else to talk about how to navigate, you know, good times, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. Somebody who I know is going through a lot lately, Bruiser. Uh, he's my wrestling dad. I love the Bruiser. Uh, he's a man. Like, everything I, you know, I don't know. I couldn't ask for a better coach or a mentor or a friend. Uh, he's been my greatest ally in the locker room. He's been my worst enemy in the ring. And I pray for him every day. I can't right. wait for him to come back. Uh, Matt McIntosh. He's a bad apple. Huge fucking pussy. No, <laughs> he's cool, man. He was a lot of fun to work with. Uh, he was one of the guys I was really looking forward to in that, that whatever that run was at Capitol. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because he was a guy I wanted to push my push myself against. Because I what he'd done, I know what he's capable of. And I really wanted to push myself against him. You know, I hold him in high regard, and I still do. So. Uh, Joey Merrick. Fucking evil genius. Yeah. Um, Mike Keener. <laughs> Mike is the greatest unknown asset you will ever have in a wrestling ring. Like, he can be your best friend in there, or if you shit on him and tell him that he's just a ref and your opinion doesn't matter, your worst enemy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's helped me so much in the ring, on the block, and just listen to just being in, the, in, in, the, in a car with him, being in the locker room, just listening to his stories or asking him, you know, advice. Because he's been everywhere. Every, right. Everywhere with anybody who's ever innovated in wrestling. Mike has been there. So if you're not talking his ear off in a locker room, like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah, he's done that to me plenty of times. Um, um, he doesn't like me. Says it. No, no, no. He doesn't like me because of Dave. Because, like, when you introduce <laughs> your family to your friends, you introduce them. That's how I brought and I up. went to, and he said he was busy. And, like, and then he comes to you and says, oh, you don't, he doesn't like me. And and I'm like, oh, what did I do? Because you didn't introduce me. <laughs> yep. He, yes. That's I, what I like about Mike, man. Mike is old school, and I think that's that's missing in a lot of places in a lot of locker rooms. Uh, that's the way I was brought up. I think that's the way wrestling should be. I think it would uh would weed out a lot of the problems and the problematic people that are in wrestling today. Yeah. Uh, Sunny Kiss. Sunny is awesome. Sunny's. I've, I've already used that word, but Sunny is a hell of a person and a hell of a worker. Um. I had a lot of fun with Sonny. 
in the ring when we were at the Capitol, and an even better time in the locker room, just trying to be a better person. Sonny's always on top, sunshine, and a just overall nice person. Yeah. So, uh, it's good for me, because I'm a, I'm a negative, low-life piece of shit. Uh, so to be around people who aren't once in a while is really good. It's, um, he was um, always friendly to us. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sonny's great. Yeah. Flip Gordon. Flip. I don't know how I feel about Flip. Flip's an amazing athlete. Uh, I think he's ducking me, though. I don't think he wants to fight. Uh, <laughs> I see him in the locker room all the time when I'm doing ring of honor stuff, and he's always there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colby Carino. Ah, Colby, man. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Colby, beating the shit out of him. Uh, he's a little fucking turd. Uh, <laughs> he was a lot of fun. Yeah, we beat the shit out of each other quite a bit. But, you know, uh, one of, I'd like to do it again on one of those where we were tussling at in Virginia Beach. There's just not that many eyes down there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Chuck Payne. Big Chuck. I think Chuck needs to leave that death match bullshit alone. Yeah. It's and stop doing fucking flippy-dippy-dive shit. You yeah, saw that? Him trying to practice a uh, uh, shooting star? Yeah, man. <laughs> I saw the video and he scraped his face up on the pad. Good. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. Um, you just be body and fool instead of flipping around like a dick. Here's a good one. Drolix. friend like that his name is George Ponerino yeah and we yeah. we um put out his phone number on the air and he doesn't purposely answer, just uh try to poke him and he doesn't answer his phone all right yeah. how about Eric Martin I like Eric man he's a classic works. <laughs> uh, I like I like training with Eric uh a lot of he's very unorthodox compared to what a lot of other people are doing so mm. I always feel like I'm doing something different when I'm in the ring with Eric yeah plus you know he's just a really cool dude to hang out with I enjoy watching him in the ring he's fun to watch kind of reminds yeah. me of like Arn Anderson from like 85, 86. A little bit, sometimes. yeah. Um, DJZ. DJZ, are you just going down the list of people that I wrestled against, man? No. I'm just thinking about really long and boring list that day. No. I, I added Eric Martin. Uh, I didn't really do a whole lot with him. Showed up, talked for a little bit. Uh, he was talking to other people most of the night. Like, we didn't really have any time to put our match together. Yeah. He was too busy talking oh, about that's... fucking entrance gear and it was all light up bullshit. Oh, that's bullshit. What about Leo? I, I don't care. Leo? Leo's a man. He's a fucking hustler, and I respect his grind. Uh, he makes some really crazy decisions. Sometimes they work out for him, sometimes they don't. All right, I'll do one more. I don't think more. anybody can take away his fucking ability to make money. All right, I'll give you one more, and then we'll cut it off there. Uh, Velveteen Dream. He's a fucking predator, and I don't like him. I always he's put one in there to see what they one say. Guys. He's one of my day one guys, but I think he's a fucking weirdo. Mm. Uh and he can't get away from that. That's his. That's his deal. He needs help. Yeah, yeah. I, he's on my list. I pray for him every day as well. I hope he gets what he needs because he has a problem. Amen. So Ken, every time we have somebody come on, we always say welcome to the family. So welcome to the family. All right. So I need to say welcome to the family. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the family. Yeah. That's our little stick. <laughs> Thank cool. you very so, much for coming. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. No my problem. name is Ken Dixon. I'm the author of the history of violence. Welcome to the family. There you go. Thank you, Ken. Hey, DB, what you doing? Hey, what's going on? I'm looking outside. No, I'm getting a little hungry trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner. Oh, we're going to have something to eat? Yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking about ordering from this place in Wilmington, which is like your area. Oh, it's right around in my corner yeah. at Marsh Road, yeah. Right, so this place is called Siddeley to go. Oh, are we going to go somewhere? Yeah, oh yeah. I had pizza from there the other night. It was so good. It was delicious. Anthony and Alex and the rest of the staff there, 
make really good food. And now they're even catering. Catering? Catering. That's the magic word. Right. That was a cheap pop too. Oh, catering. Right. For you. So now they are located at 1806 Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware. 19810. Thank you. They're They're open every day from Monday to Sunday from 10 to 10 and on Sundays 11 to 9. You can reach them at 302-475-9000. Since 1982, they've been around. Authentic Italian food.